What up, what up, what up? Yeah. It's been a while, guys. Thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, this is the Spam and Eggs podcast. It's always been the Spam and Eggs podcast. So welcome. Um, today, I'm feeling a little, I don't know, man. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling all right. Drums. A little bit out of practice. It's been a little while. It's been, um, it's been several months since I posted an episode. Recorded a bunch. Haven't posted any of them. Um, just couldn't seem to get, like, you know, get a rhythm. But I'm here today, and you're here with me, and that's dope, and I'm excited to uh, sit down and talk with myself. Um, because we have no guests at the moment. Got a couple on the books. We got a couple coming up. Um, but that will come when it comes. Drums. Wow, that was really loud on my ears at the last minute there. Um... Welcome, guys, to the Spam and Eggs podcast. It's been a little while. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Where do I even begin, man? It, it's... I have made these little, like, notes, just mental notes, like, talk about this, talk about that, and it's been, like, it's been, like, several months now, man. I don't even remember. I think my brother was the last episode that I recorded and, and actually uh posted but i've sat down like 10 times and i've started to record and just ended up stopping or deleting everything and um i really i think like the problem was that i was just uh i was getting down on myself about certain situations man and um here to talk about it for a little bit Um, Houston is calling. Hello? Hello. This is to notify you that your social security number has been compromised. So to find out some more information and to get connected with an officer, press 1. Oh, no. I'm going to press 1. This sounds serious. Hello? Hello? Well, I mean, why even try to run a scam if you're not going to have someone answer the other line? I don't know, dude. I feel like if you're going to do something, fucking do it. You know what I mean? Fully commit. Have, have, don't have 80 people in a room. I don't know if you could hear what was going on, um, but there were 80 people in that room running the same scam, probably. I don't know. They could have been selling fucking steak knives as well 
if you're going to do something, fucking do it. And really that's been my, that's been my, um, that's been my switch in perspective, I guess. The last couple of months here is that, you know, quarantine was the same for us in a lot of ways and it was different for us in a lot of ways. And coming out of it, I was, here's where I'll start. Coming out of quarantine, I felt like it was a really good opportunity. I had just finished school as well. And it took me a really long time to finish college. I graduated in high school from high school in 2013, and I just graduated 2021. And I switched my major a fuck load of times, walked away with like 83 associate's degrees. Um, didn't say the word right, but moving on. And then I moved down here, man. And I just started to meet people that were doing the stuff that I didn't think regular people did, right? Which was making shorts, doing music, you know, doing like the artsy shit. And that's something that like has always like appealed to me, but I didn't know how to navigate that world, really. And um, having gone to school for it, I don't think I learned anything as far as that goes that anything that's applicable to like today's sort of climate and I hate to be that guy but really because of the internet you know so what I learned was you just have to go and do it right and so following quarantine I quit my job I just graduated so I was like hey I went to school for screenwriting I'm gonna try this this artist shit out I hate referring to myself as that I'm gonna get some water I'm fucking all of a sudden call myself an artist then I get thirsty <laughs> boop did a boop boop back to the episode I pause watching fucking I don't know what news station they all sound the same these days and I heard the word debacle and then 45 trillion dollars in debt by 20 fuck all and um I don't even know what that means to be real with you $45 trillion just doesn't mean anything anymore. Um, just being, just, first of all, never watch the news, dude, because you never, I've never gone, <laughs> I've, I've never, like, watched the news and then after been like, cool, glad I did that, you know? My day's better now that I have that information. We're, uh, we're in a, a trillion... We're, it'll take us a trillion years to pay off this debt instead of the regular billion. Uh, California's on fire. Several dogs died. And um, there was another mass shooting. You know? <clears throat> Watch the news sometimes for the mass shootings. Because uh, just for regular reasons. But yeah, man. Don't watch the news. Read a book. It'll improve your worldview in a way that uh doesn't isn't fueled by like fucking advertisements <laughs> just gonna make you feel more helpless than you already feel i don't really care that look it's like the whole like uninformed or misinformed right i don't know man just fucking don't be a dick be a nice person pick up your trash drink water 
out of non-plastic bottles whenever you fucking can. You know? Don't assume that everyone is just always the worst. And um, be nice to your servers. I got a new job, uh, which I'll tie in right now, I guess. Fuck it. Got a new job, and I wasn't planning on doing that um, at a restaurant. Wasn't planning on doing that. And yesterday, I dropped off a... I had just I just finished my training yesterday. So it was my first time at this restaurant taking tables alone, working with the POS alone. Um, I'm sure it stands for piece of shit. I don't know what POS actually stands for in the professional world. Dropped off the food. It was two 40-somethings with their seven-year-old kid. I don't know. Dropped off... Uh, two plates and then one to the dad and the dad looks at it picks up his angel hair pasta with fucking tomatoes and basil and drops it from six inches from the table almost brace the glass um first of all so westlake white guy right and goes this is not right Right. And I'm like, oh, fuck, I'm sorry, dog. Like, let me get you something that's right. And he goes, nah, it took too long. It's going to take too long again. I'm not going to eat. And then the the wife was like, David, David, you have to eat. You're going to pass out again. I was like, yeah, David, stop being a little bitch. Eat your food or order something else. You know, stop making a scene in front of everybody in front of your seven year old kid. You're 40. But he's like, and then he, and then he sits back, right? Like he leans back into his chair, crosses his arms, okay? And then he goes, uh, they didn't make it right the first time. I'm not going to eat. Like what a twisted fucking worldview you must have. It's angel hair pasta. How wrong could it be? There's two ways to cook angel hair pasta, three ways to eat it. You could eat it al, al, al mode. No, that's with ice cream. Al dente. That's where it's a little bit th- thick and and a little bit rougher, right? Not as mushy. Second way, you could eat it mushy. That's regular. Third way you could eat it um, is right out of the bag. It's a good thing that I didn't bring it right out of the bag because he probably would have tried to stab me. Um, but there were three very real seconds where I can seriously considered, cause I already don't want this job, <laughs> right? Three very real seconds where I considered going like, Hey motherfucker, like your kid is here. He's seven years old. You're 40. It's daylight. And you're throwing a fit in front of your seven year old for a, uh, a dish that's got three ingredients. You're kind of throwing glasses as well. You're throwing dishes around because you picked it up and dropped it from six inches from the table, which is so close to a toddler's behavior. It's unbelievable. I don't know, man. I just feel like I quit Olive Garden because I thought that that chapter of my life was over And look, this is not anyone's fault but mine. I agreed to this interview. I went to the interview. I 
fucking gave a great interview. Your boy can fucking interview, all right? Every interview I've ever gone into, I've left the interview and the interviewer is like, wait, so <laughs> did I get the did I get the job? No, 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 no. I'm you no, you get the job. Right? So then I'm like, yeah, we you know, we both get the job. And then he calls his family. He's like, I got the job. <laughs> he's like, thank you so much. My family will really appreciate this. <laughs> It's going to be really so amazing to work for you. I mean, with you, uh, over you. So that I'm just like, yeah, same. Go take a 10. But I had this thought yesterday. I was running around for some wasabi for another motherfucker. And um, and because she was, you know, off her, off her rocker crazy about this wasabi. She needed more in a really particular glass because that's the way it's always been. And I was running back and I thought like, I don't need to be this worked up about some wasabi anymore. You know, like I can let someone else do this. Um, which is a really shitty uh, realization seeing as though I just finished training for this new job. <laughs> <laughs> excellent timing always brother excellent timing i don't know man i'm 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 not gonna get too down on myself because back to switching perspectives right everybody needs money i need money you need money it's a real motherfucker of a fact of life right and you just got to do stuff for money sometimes. Um, and the hope is that whatever you're doing can help fuel you to get to the next stop, right? And right now, this is my pit stop. I'm going to save up, re-up, and try this shit for real. And I think the difference this time has to be that... I'm really preparing for what comes afterwards. I'm not just stacking money and sitting on my ass. And that means writing a shit ton more. That means recording, because that's going to help with my stand-up. Um, and also just kind of focus on the task at hand, man. And that is like making good shit with cool people. Because that um, already has given me uh, such a like a sense of satisfaction and like fulfillment, man. And I don't want to oversell that point, the sense of satisfaction thing, because uh, I it really just gives you me a taste of it. Um, because it's not amazing waiting on set to do background for a project that you did not write. You had no creative hand in um but it gives just a little sense you know this is what it's like to have a bunch of people around working on the same thing hopefully same goal in mind um and it's just like a little preview you know and that's a really fun space to be in um because you don't have a ton of responsibility and because you're just a, a little pawn you're a little piece of the puzzle. Um, so 
just working on the little stuff that I have so far. And, and, um, and the good news is that I can always do that. Will I be able to make a living off it? I don't know. I plan to, right? But that is such, from where I am now, such uh, an unreasonable demand to have for myself, um, especially with any sort of time limit. Like if you spend any time at all in LA around people that are trying to do, you know, the the artsy fartsy shit. God knows there's there's no shortage of them. It's almost always followed up like they're they'll state their dreams, right? And it's almost always followed up by well, I'm going to give it 5 years. Because that's kind of their out, right? So that when they go back home, you know, they're not fucking embarrassed because they didn't. Because it was harder than they thought it would be. You know? That's that's a fear of mine. I've had that conversation um, with my friends and family a billion times over in my head. Deepest fear. Because on some level, like, you know how sort of unrealistic and kind of silly it is, you know? Like you tell someone that you want to you wanna be a stand-up comedian and write movies, right? Like, give me a break. Then it's, it's kind of, it's kind of like a kid saying, you know, he wants to be an astronaut or a fucking magician, you know? It's like, oh, he, like, oh, you never, <laughs> you never grew up, huh? Someone's still out to lunch. Then they don't really have anything for you. You know, it's just like, okay, well, good luck. I'll see you when it doesn't work out. So you kind of develop this defense mechanism, like you kind of get ahead of the of the punch there. Like, yeah, I'm going to try this thing out, but I'm going to keep my eyes open for, you know, day jobs or whatever. Like, yeah, I'll... I'm trying to do this thing, but I'll probably just substitute teach. But you start you start putting too much weight in that plan B, man. And I think that's where, you know, you get a little more comfortable and it kind of it kind of fucks you up. Cause now your plan A is out the window. You don't want to substitute teach. Right? Dude, if you want to substitute teach, get that shit. Like, I don't, whatever it takes, man. Tuberculosis shot, your 40 hours or whatever. And I get it, like, you know, sometimes things just don't work out. That's like a, and that's a, it's a harsh reality and it's the human experience and I get it. But, you know, even as I say that, I... I can I can I can kind of only get that as much as a 26-year-old can get that. Right? Like I've only had as much life experience as I've had. Um 
So maybe life's going to kick me in the balls way more than I think it is. But life's a bitch, right? I know that much already. So I come correct. Your boy comes cupped up. Ready to protect his assets. You know what I mean? But that experience can just vary so much person to person, man. I don't know. Always contradicting myself. Just fucking do what's fun. Do what you're good at. Get good at stuff. If you suck, then keep going, I guess. But try to keep going. It's, you know, it's what I'm trying to do. Hope you guys do the same. Don't uh, don't be one of those that um, they're gonna work at this thing for five years and then they're gonna they're gonna play it safe at the end of that five years, and then pick something up that's more predictable or reliable or whatever. Because I think you kind of screw yourself with that mentality from the jump. Because to think that you have any idea how things are going to go in the next five years. I mean, maybe you're a clairvoyant, right? You could be one of those. I'm not taking that off the table. But if not, look back in your own life. Do it now, right? Don't look forward five years. Look back five years. And how much has happened that you predicted? Were you even close? Right? And if you have predicted everything, right, good. Take take note. And if you want it to be a little less predictable, do different shit. Cause it can get it can get about as predictable as possible if you fucking live in a box and only go to work. Right? You get your Uber Eats and um jerk off too much, right? You know exactly what is going to happen. <laughs> you know exactly what your day's looking like. You got the McMuffin at 11 a.m. because you work nights. Or you don't. You started at 9 and you just don't give a shit. Because you got no soul points left. Because you're jerking off too much. But even then, dude, sometimes... Cool shit happens. You can see different stuff sometimes, I guess. I don't know. Not when you're jerking off. Um, that's about as predictable as you can get. You've seen it all by now. You know? Try different things. This is me talking to me, not you. Do what you want. Just don't... Just don't start something that you really want to do with the mentality that when it doesn't work out, I'm going to quit in five years. You know? Don't cheat yourself of that. Because you're going to die, dude. You're going to fucking disappear and then nothing happens. So you might as well um, 
you know, get jiggy with it. Don't try to tell the future. It's kind of asinine, you know? Again, like, especially, like, with stuff like this, like, there's no telling. The reason the reason why uh, there's really no telling is, like, you have no idea who's going to be on set with you. You have no idea who's going to who's going to be on the same lineup at some open mics, you know? Dude, I saw Bobby Lee's asshole one time at an open mic. It's the best day of my life. You can't predict that. Nobody's walking into an open mic that they're doing for free going like, I'm probably going to see my uh, Bobby Lee's asshole. Then it happens out of nowhere and your whole world opens up and you walk out going like, maybe next week, Michael Shea. It's a magical city. It's uh, fucking filthy and it smells like piss everywhere. But it is magical adjacent, right? Okay, that's all I'll say about that. You just have, you have no idea who's going to be involved with the shit that, that you're doing, you know? Um, that's not to say that, you know, you're going to meet one person and it's going to fucking change everything. Everybody kind of hopes for that, but it's just not realistic. Um, you hear those, you hear those, uh, those stories, but, um, it's one in a billion. Really? especially with the open mic thing, my God, if you can be prepared for it, for whatever opportunity comes your way, whether it's like someone who's producing their own, there's a couple of, of people that um, are on my like circuit, so to speak, open mic wise, and they're producing their own shows. Um, and... Uh, I did have one guy ask me if I wanted to be on a show and I was like, ah, man, you know, I just don't have this. I don't, I, I don't have, um, I just don't have confidence. <laughs> um, but we'll get there, you know, and I'll, you know, let you know when it happened, when it, when, um, when we were, when we were there, <laughs> no one gives a fuck. That's another thing, dude, is no one gives a fuck. Everyone is concerned with what they're doing only. Right? And that's it. You know, you have your friends and your family that's like that wishes you well and hopes you can do the stuff that you set out to do for sure. And those are the people that that are going to matter, but I don't know, man. Just don't, uh, again, this is me talking to me, but don't be worried about the stuff that um, people are, that, that, you're, that, that you don't concern yourself with. Because it's wasted time. It's, uh, it's wasted energy. And, uh, and life's too short for that shit. Just being ready for the opportunity, right? But there's, the, and and again, like the reason that, that the time limit thing is so crazy is that uh, 
you don't know really what opportunity you're preparing for. Not always, you know. It's a little more cut and dry with the stand-up thing because it's really just, you know, fucking be funny. Um, but as far as, I don't know, man, just be a likable person. And then be good at whatever it is that you do. I don't know who's taking this advice from me, but this is really just starting to turn into like a like a fucking journal hour on some vampire diary shit. But that's cool, dude. It's like a time capsule. Some people are still listening, which blows my mind. Thanks for that. Actually, there is one more. I fuck. I knew I wouldn't. I said I wouldn't. I was done. <laughs> and I'm not. Uh back to the f- 3 5 10 year or else I'll kill myself plan. Um there was one more thing I wanted to I want to see if I can articulate. Um If you yeah, the problem the problem with giving a three, five, or ten year plan, especially with this creative shit, right? Is that you have this image in your mind of what you you want your life to be in three, five, or ten years? Like, if your only goal, right, is to fuck, is to is to cut a cut a record with Pharrell Williams, right? If that's your only goal in mind. And you have no like subplots to get there. And if you don't have that exactly, then you've failed. If that's a goal that you've set for yourself, like I'm a big fan, I'm a real, I'm a big fan of uh, John Mayer, right? And so uh, every once in a while, I'll fall into these like YouTube black holes just listening to interviews of uh like people that i really admire and john mayer is one of them and um he went to berkeley college of music and uh and he said that he had this goal for himself at the time uh which was to become the 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 greatest guitar player in the world right and um and somewhere along the line he realized that that is just First of all, it's, un- it's an unachievable goal. The goal itself doesn't mean anything. To be the greatest, to be the greatest guitar player in the world, doesn't really mean anything because it's it is sort of a subjective thing. So he kind of evolved his goal. He evolved his his perspective, and then he evolved his goal, and he said, "I want to become listenable." Now, to become listenable is a far less subjective kind of thing you know you know right away if something is listenable to you and he started from there man he just wanted to become listenable and work his way up and see how his craft evolved from there and i don't know how long it took for him to become listenable by his own standards but if he'd given up after three years dude I don't know. We wouldn't have, <laughs> we wouldn't have um, free fallen. You know what I mean? We wouldn't have continuum. Fuck that. 
Daddy needs continuum, baby. Needs it in his mouth. <laughs> um, what the fuck am I saying, dude? What I'm saying is, I thought that... Oh, yeah, perfect. Here was my unrealistic goal, right? Having graduated from college with a screenwriting degree, which is not the most marketable degree, and having just gotten out of quarantine, having, you know, a fair amount of savings left. What my expectation was, not my goal, but my expectation, was that I was never going to work a regular job again. And that's such a lofty, soft, bullshit goal to have on its own, right? A goal like that should have, you know, 10,000 fucking sub goals. Because it's just not, it's not a concrete achievable goal, you know what I mean, man? And like, I think that's a new thing for me is just like, is deciding on something and then deciding, okay, how am I going to get there? Because everybody has big dreams, right? But if you start from zero and you're trying to get straight to the, to the shit, right? Straight to the top, you're never going to get there because, or you will and then you just won't appreciate it, right? I feel like listening to some of the stand-ups I've been hearing and some of the other, like, artsy types, like, they just have such wild goals for themselves and no real plan of getting there. It's just kind of like, you know, like, I was at this one short uh, shoot for a couple days and um, I don't really like to talk a whole lot. I would much rather listen. Um, especially in, in, uh, these types of environments because you realize that the expectations that other people have for themselves sound ridiculous because that's what you expected of yourself just a couple years or months ago. You know, and um, and I'm trying to be easier on myself about having downtime because I feel just as pretentious as the artist thing as a writer, right? That's what that's when most of my shit comes to fruition, right? Like you can be writing, running groceries, or fucking you know, out at the beach or out at a club or whatever the fuck but like you're not going to get any real work done there you know you could sit there and think about it and sort of start to connect the dots but you can't start to construct and color in until I can't until I'm in um, an empty room nothing's going on you know most of the time that's the case um what am I saying? I'm trying to get a little better on myself about downtime because just sitting there and thinking is not a bad thing, man. And I think 
I don't think we give our, ourselves enough time to do that, to just sit there and kind of zone out or stay hyper-focused on one thing. It's highly meditative. Um, and I think, uh, you know, judging myself again. <laughs> My own podcast isn't even a safe place for me. For myself. (laughs) Sick. But I would urge anyone out there that's especially trying to do the type of stuff that I've been talking about, um, get with people that are doing the same stuff or trying to do the same stuff. Get with people that are on your level and don't, don't try to reach up too high because then you're just going to fall behind. You're going to get in the way and you're not going to learn anything and then you're going to lose self-esteem, right? Get with people that are just above you or on the same level and just kind of hang out and figure out how you like to do things. You'll learn to be like more efficient with your time and fucking effort and um, I hope I do a lot more of these this background stuff, and I hope I do a lot more of these these more these uh, projects where I'll actually be able to act. Uh, just because it's fucking fun, man, and and a lot can come from it, you know. Met some cool people so far, some assholes, but it's all good. And you know, as far as trying to switch my perspective again especially being in a city like a near a city like LA where everyone you talk to everyone you bump into is an open micer or a singer or a fucking dancer or a painter or whatever it is you know there's a lot of people trying to do the thing that you're trying to do uh probably Unless you're on some next, next, next level shit, you know? Like making invisible refrigerators. You know, there's only one dude trying to do that shit. Um, in which case, he, you're not against him, right? Different market. But even if you are against him, dude, you're the, you're the second guy. You're the second one. And maybe you got some different ideas than the first one. So maybe you can hit him up. Slide in those DMs. Send him a long D. And uh, and you can collaborate. Make the, make the invisible fridge that also, you know, sucks your dick for ice cubes. My point is... It can feel really competitive sometimes, but it's not competitive at all, man. It's all in your head. Do your own thing. Be good at it. Get good at it. And hopefully you can do it for a long time. Whatever it is, dude, just fucking find the time and do it. I've been so hard on myself about getting this new job, and I think it's caused up to this point more harm than good because I'm looking at it in the wrong way, right? How I've been looking at it is it's taking all of this time. It's nights that I can't go and do stand-up. It's nights that I can't stay home and write. And 
those things are true. At the same time, one, I'm making money, right? Great. Um, if that is all, here's advice that no one's asking for. If that's all that the good is coming, if, that, if that's all the good that's coming from your job that you don't particularly enjoy, and it's taking up all of your time, if it's just the money and you're not using that to help you out in any other way, if it's not facilitating you achieving your goals in any way, you got to get the fuck out of there, right? I'm not telling you to, but I'm asking you to. It's none of my business, but that's my advice. But if it's, so it doesn't stop there, right? If I look at it that way, I'm making money, right? Great. I'm meeting some some people that are interested in the arts as well, whether that's whether that's dancing or um, you know theater or making movies and stuff, set design. That's a that's a good thing. Those are typically people that you wouldn't have met otherwise, right? And. You just got to have faith, man. I'm right now, I have faith that I will get good enough to where I will have some seniority and I'll be able to I'll be able to make my own schedule more or less. And the thing is about switching my perspective, right? This is not a perspective that I had working at any other job. If they don't do that, if they don't work with me while I'm trying to I'll get weird here, make my dreams come true. <laughs> I hate myself. Um, then I have to get out. I cannot be there too long. You know, maybe don't take your fucking apron off and throw it into the soup right then and there. But if they're not going to work with you and that becomes apparent, you got to get out. Because there are other restaurants that will pay a little less and will give you more freedom. There's more shitty jobs out there that will give you the time that you need to do the stuff that you need to do. Um, because that and that's and that's just my perspective now. And I I I think that it'll stay that way because I just uh, you you get to certain ages and then you stop tolerating certain stuff and that happens that's not a new that's not a new development but this is this is my new development which is that if you're not going to work with me then I can't I can't work with you I get that you know I haven't been there that long and so I got to take my lumps and I got to pay my dues and whatnot and I'm totally willing to do that because I'm hoping that the reward for that will will give me the time that I need and if it's not going to do that, then I got to get out of there. What else, man? I don't know, dude. God damn it. I, I wish I had done a couple episodes before this because I feel like I'm kind of just, I'm rusty. I'm getting all the, I'm like flushing, flushing all the bullshit out, you know? Uh, for the people that are still listening, you know, God bless your tight little ass. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> what else has been going on, man?
here's uh I was on I was on a, a shoot. I'll talk a little bit of shit here, but I'll 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 tag the, the thing as well because I want you guys to see it. It seems it seems uh it was really good production value. There was a lot going on. The budget was huge for this short film. Um and I'm glad I was around it and I'm glad I was in it. And I, I uh hope it's good, man. Um but it's called Taming Kate. It's a um a short <laughs> obviously. And um Apparently it was funded on Kickstarter, but Maria Belafonte and, and damn, I don't, I, f- I forgot the director's name, but she wrote it. Um, she's been in a couple of other stuff. I believe she's, she wrote and directed a feature. So I'm trying to get on that level as well, but it was great. It was uh, this beautiful house in, I don't know, someplace nice in LA. And uh, so I get there, and it was a two-day shoot, and the setting was a party. Cool. It was an all-white party, so I got, had to get a bunch of all-white clothes. And there I was, uh, sitting around a bunch of people that may or might not have done this before. Um, definitely the crew was experienced. They had a ton of equipment that they knew how to run and there was there were hair and makeup trailers and not not shitty porta potties it was the stuff that you walk in and you're like oh there's a painting on the wall how how nice but the one thing that re- one of the things that really sucks about doing background is it's so much waiting 98% of it is waiting for 2% of screen time, um, which is fine. That's They had to have us there, I think, at 9 or 10 in the morning, and both days we didn't end up shooting until 3 or 4. So too bad it wasn't SAG, you know? But yeah, it was unpaid, but they were really accommodating. It was chill, pretty hot the first day, not too bad the second. Met some people that... I plan on collaborating with, so that'll be nice. But something happened on the second day, which was we finished our, what was the last scene, we wrapped, and then the director walked over to one of the PAs, and I overheard the PA say, yeah, I agree. The PA walked over to me and one of the other girls pulled us to the side so I was like yo it's my time to shine baby let's fucking get it right um and he pulls us over to the side which really wasn't even the side which I kind of was pissed about but now I don't give a shit um and he goes so you guys are wrapped for the day you can take off we're gonna send you some information on how to sign some forms and thank you so much for doing it we'll send you a link to the thing when it's done right so I was like ah fucking cool kind of sucks that I was singled out with one other person but so then I took off I waved to everybody um got some phone numbers and you know said we gotta hook up later we'll figure that out we'll make some shit it'll be nice 
So then I was kind of like, I was kind of let down, man. And I was kind of embarrassed and I felt like I didn't really belong there. And, um, and so I was kind of sad, man. And so I just sat outside. And the thing about this was like, I had to, we had to park like three miles away because there was no parking in these really nice neighborhoods. So we parked a while away and then we had to call someone from the crew to come and pick us up. So I had no one to bring me back and it was three miles. I wasn't about to go walk in these fancy ass shoes because you know I got them on. And um, so then I'm just sitting like against this picket white fence uh, that's just gorgeous and sitting there and I'm leaning up against this tree a little bit and I'm like, ah, fuck, well, this is way sadder. I should have just stayed inside and sat around and just kind of been a fly on the wall, you know, but I can't go back in. That's the third level of sadness, right? So one of the PAs comes back from running some errands and he's got some water and he leaves the car running and he and he brings some groceries or whatever into the chute. And at this point, I'd already been there for maybe like 15 minutes. And so I I talked, I said, I was like, hey, man, like, could you get me someone to take me back? I'm wrapped for the day. And he's like, kind of like a little bitch about it. He goes like, yeah, I guess. So he left and he went back inside. And I so seriously considered taking the car which was running down to my car and just fucking leaving it there i think that would have been so funny and that's actually a cold open for something i'm working on now um so i got that out of it at least but then i was just kind of embarrassed man and i was thinking about it on the way home like all right well you know it was fun i'm glad i'm i was a part of it and then i realized man like It wasn't, it might've been personal. Fuck. I don't know. Here's the thing though. We'd been sitting there for so long that when we first, when we finally started, you know, like we were fucking enthused. And so in between cuts, very quietly, I would turn around and kind of joke with some of the other extras. Right. And, uh, really I would just try to get them to laugh because it was a fun scene and uh and so it was all good and i made the director laugh a couple times so that was cool but then we transitioned into another scene that i did not know was a serious scene it was not a fun scene we're not supposed to be laughing and i'm making people laugh in between or before before we shoot so i might have put her in a little bit of a weird thing and if it's your project dude kick me the fuck out. You don't need that energy around. You're trying to get your shit done, man. You want to make this thing the way that you want to make it, you know? So that was an example of a another, you know, like switch in perspectives, right? And I'm not going to go into why I think the other girl was kicked out, but so then I went to the mall, dude, because I was about to start this new job and I needed to get a fucking tie so I go to the mall and it's on a Sunday and everything had just closed. So I'm in the bathroom like, fuck. And then I get a call. I answer the call in the stall 
while taking a pee because the urinals are closed, right? I'm in the stall, answer the phone, and immediately I realize how loud I'm speaking. And it's loud and it's echoey, right? But I was a little, I, I was a little tiny bit stoned. And so I didn't really know if I was talking that loud, just like I really don't know how I'm talking now. Got the headphones on. Um, but there was an echo and it was a healthy echo, right? And I looked down and I'm still wearing all white with a brown pair of shoes and a brown belt on. Look like a, like a fucking Kentucky Derby douchebag, you know? I kind of judged myself, man, in the moment. I was like, oh, I look like a guy that yells on the cell phone in bathrooms. So I get out of the stall, and sure enough, there was a dude, 50 years old, and he was judging the shit out of me because I was yelling on my phone in the bathroom, and I look how I do, right? I got my white linen pants on, and I got a white, silky-ass shirt on. I don't know materials. I, now... I am looking good, make no mistake, but I look good under the context of an all-white party because don't wear all-white if there aren't horses around and or Princeton alumni. But I was doing that. I was wearing all-white, and I was not on a racetrack, and I was not, uh, you know, amongst Ivy League cuck faces. Because let's face it, if you know what an Ivy League cuck face, they'll tell you themselves. Hey, I went to Princeton, and you're not going to like me very much. So he goes over to wash his hands. I go to wash mine. And um, so I, in the, in the Thousand Oaks Mall, it's really weird in the bathrooms. They have like, I don't know why we're fixing things that just don't need fixing, you know? But the sink has, uh, there's, a, there's a T-shape that goes right into the sink. There's air, water, and fucking soap. And they're all three inches from one another. So I go in, I wet my hands, I go in for some soap, and then the air dryer turns on. I move my hand really fast to get it out of the way so the soap doesn't fly everywhere. Instead, I throw the soap so that the, so that the soap definitely flies in one direction and it floats on over and hits the 50 year old man in the forehead and this is it's like a it's like a <laughs> it's like a chapstick size string of soap that floats on over and hits him right in the forehead now he knows this happens because we make eye contact and we both watched it float on over onto his forehead so I go like, oh shit, I'm, that was really funny that that happened. Uh, but he didn't laugh, so I was like, I'm sorry, I mean. And he goes, yeah, it's fine. Uh, and then he goes to wash his hands. He finished washing his hands. We wash our hands at the same time because I fucked up the first time, if you recall. And then what happens is I dry my hands correctly this time. And I have really long hair. Uh, and so I, but I have my glasses like up in my, hair to keep it out of my eyes and mouth and stuff so I like throw my head forward and then I throw it back like uh legally blonde shit right like the snap in the pool and the snap or the the lean and the and the 
break or whatever the fuck. And I snap it back to throw my hair back and put my glasses on. And I headbutt this man in the face. And I honestly, for one second, thought that I killed this guy. Uh, because that's that would have been my deepest fear for sure. No way to prove that's an accident, man. Um, but but I left going like, wow, this man is going to remember me forever. Because he walks into the bathroom. He just had some cookies with his sweet little granddaughters. And they're amazing. And they're going to grow up to be perfect little people one day, right? Sip, sip. And he's happy. He had a great Sunday, right? Walks into the bathroom. Some asshole is screaming on his phone and it's echoing. You could see under the door he's got these like brown little loafers on uh, that he got from Payless for $19 because they were closing last minute. And he got two pairs of them because because they were closing forever. And then he walks out and he's dressed in all white. So, oh, he looks like a guy that yells in bathrooms on telephones, right? Then the same guy throws a chapstick-sized piece of soap in his face. And then he says it's funny. And then he headbutts you. You're calling the police. No crime exactly has been done, but, you know, just to be safe. Sip, sip again. I don't know, man. So it was like overall a bad day. And that energy sort of carried on for a couple of days. And I think I have that problem, man, because I'll just sort of think about stuff and I'll I'll dwell, man. And um and that's not that's the worst possible way to move forward is to dwell cuz you're standing fucking still, right? And you know, so I'm working on it. Working on switching the perspective and um, working on just focusing on the on the funny shit, like getting kicked out of a short film and then almost killing a guy, you know? And then getting away with it. Just trying to get some stuff done, man. And uh, I'm excited to share with you the stuff that we've got in the works. Yeah. Rachel is in New York right now, so I'm excited for her to come back. I'll see her tomorrow. I don't know, man. I'll let you know what's going on. Hopefully, I'll get another guest on here soon. Honestly, probably going to be carving again. Um, I don't know, dude. I hope you guys are good. It's been a long time. Most of you probably don't give a shit, but... I'm, uh, I can see that people are listening, so that's dope. And I appreciate it, man. I really do. I guess that's it, man. I will see you guys soon. This episode of the Spam and Eggs podcast is brought to you by fucking jerking off too much. Peace.